Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
Indeed, welcome 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand Out of the Pan with Sally first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR welcomes you from the lands of the Kulin Nations and we pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in and for that matter any First Nations people all over the planet, wherever you are. You are. And we acknowledge that the lands were all stolen and never ceded and that reconciliation is very much an ongoing process in which we all play a part. And that acknowledgement has a little bit of extra significance today, which we'll get to in a second. Um, if you wanted to, uh, once we discuss that, if you want to join in the conversation um, and perhaps ask questions to the guest, I'll introduce in a second um, lots of ways to do it. Out of the pan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS me, Sally Goldner, who uses the pronoun she, her, on 61456 751215. You can tweet. At Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And my voice is held up after two nights of sensational wrestling. And uh, look for posts on Facebook, Sally Goldner and Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Remember, any opinions I express on the show are strictly my own, not those of any organisation with which I have been or still am associated. So, um, there may be triggering contact um, today. Not sure if of anything specific. But if there is, switchboard is there on 1800 184 527 or Rainbow Door on 1800 729 367. Well, very appropriate that we acknowledge country in so many ways, including Midnight Oil from um, their sensational release a few years ago now, the Makarata Project, and welcome to Gadigal Land, um, wherever the lands you're on, because a really important um, thing is happening, or one is what has happened once and will happen twice and that is the Rainbow Yarning Conversations put on by VACA. And um, it's um, something that you may have heard the messages on 3CR for. And I'm joined um, on 3CR today from VACA by Dan Powell. Dan, welcome to 3CR. Thanks so much for having me, Sally. I'm really excited to be here. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, can I just check in um, with which lands you're on to start with, and if you're, if it's okay to ask, which pronouns you use, if any? Yeah, of course. So I am currently on Yoda Yoda Country, so I'd like to acknowledge and pay respects to elders, past, present, and emerging, and I extend that acknowledgement to any Aboriginal people listening today, as well as our non-Indigenous allies. Um, and my pronouns are he and him. Thanks, Dan. Um, great to have you with us. And perhaps um, just in case people may not be aware, you never know, um, always like to get the big picture first. You're from VACA, um, acronyms in our communities for start with, so you may want to give the full name of that just this once, but also explain a bit what VACA does and is. And um, for starters, let's start there. Absolutely, yeah. So I work for the Victorian App. Aboriginal Child Care Agency. So we are a Victorian statewide organisation who supports uh, children and families to stay connected to their culture and community. And we offer over 75 programs across the state um, that are driven by principles around self-empowerment, self-determination and giving Aboriginal people the agency to, um, to live their lives. Yeah, to have, we'll say, a greater chance of achieving their full potential as a full 
human being, um, including their um, First Nations, um, we'll say, part of them as well. And um, yeah. what, what in particular is your role at um, VACA? Yeah, so my role is I'm the Senior Quality Advisor for the LGBTIQA Plus Portfolio. So I support an organisation-wide approach to inclusive practices for Queer Mop. Mm-hmm. Um, I deliver training across the organisation, review policy, um, and then obviously plan events, which is our Rainbow Yarning Workshops. Which is what um, brings us here today. And as um, mentioned, um, you know, um, um, where there's been messages playing on 3CR, but let's drill into detail more than we can in about much more than we can in a 45-second message. Um, perhaps some, one place to start might be, was there a sort of catalyst um, for the, um, you know, for deciding to do the three rainbow yarning workshops that are happening, or as I say, one has happened and two that are still to happen? Yeah, so we've still still got two to happen in October. So I guess um, I'll give you a bit of context. So back in 2019, VACA made a commitment to the safety, inclusion and affirmation of LGBTIQA plus mob by uh, commencing the process to gain rainbow tick accreditation. Um, so it was a massive job for the organisation. Um, we, we got a lot of staff trained in inclusive practices. And in November 2021, we actually gained the rainbow tick. And... We, we could have stopped there. We, we made sure our programs were inclusive, that our staff were trained. Um, but what happened is we realised that finding programs that are specifically for queer mob in Victoria was really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've decided to, to step into that space and, and meet a gap in service provision um, so that we can support queer mob to feel comfortable and confident in their identity and understand their queerness in the context of culture. Right. So um, in terms of service provision, let's just um, flesh that out a bit. What does that look like in, you know, going to the next level of detail when you say service provision? Yeah. So in terms of uh, what was lacking, what we couldn't find. Yeah. So I guess what happened is um, we, we, we gained Rainbow Tick accreditation. And as we were going through that process, what was happening is we were getting uh, more and more, not only uh, service users, but also staff feeling really comfortable and safe to be their authentic selves in the workplace. Um, and so we, we built all of this momentum to obtain accreditation. And then once we got it, I guess we we realised that finding a space that's specifically for queer LGBTIQA plus mob was really difficult. Um, and so what we wanted to do is to step in the, into that space and provide an opportunity for queer mob to come together, to connect with each other and to reflect on their identity and who they are both culturally and in terms of their LGBTIQA plus identity. Right. So there's that sense of connection, but um, are we also looking, for example, in terms of service provision at things like making sure um, counselling slash mental health practices are truly inclusive um, and of these particular, to use the um, parts of the intersectionality, um, would be one other thing that I might throw in there. Yeah, for sure. So aside from the Rainbow Yarning Workshops, which I'll I'll sort of speak about their origins soon, um, 
but VACA doesn't offer an LGBTIQA plus specific program. But what we've done is made sure that anyone who walks into VACA's stores or becomes a, a service user at VACA uh, can feel safe, can feel seen, can feel valued um, and, and be their authentic selves when they're accessing our services. Yeah, yeah, really, really important. Um, it's something that's you know, emerged, well, I'll say at least slowly getting towards steadily over time that, you know, yes, it's important that our sexual slash romantic orientation, gender identity expression, sex characteristics, relationships are recognised inclusively, but people obviously don't want to go to one service for support on one aspect of their um, multifaceted selves and then go somewhere else on the other where the whole person, where the unique individuals we all are. Um, and I think that's so that's obviously important that people can get that sense of full inclusion. I call it connectedness within and connectedness um, to the outer world as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, as an Aboriginal person, I feel very safe and comfortable when I access Aboriginal services. Um, and I am very proud to say that VACA is now is an organisation that not only can you feel culturally safe and culturally connected, um, but you can also come in without fears around your identity and, and be supported to explore your identity when accessing our services. Yeah. What sort of, I might, that might leads to a question. I mean, what sort of learnings came in along the way in that journey? Because that might um, just be helpful to other services, whether they're, and I use the term broader community or perhaps their current um, focus is a little more rainbow. What sort of learnings came along? Um, were there any standouts in that journey to get to Rainbow Tick and then people, you know, you know sort of aiming for total comfort for, for people? Absolutely. So I guess um, one of the biggest learnings that, that we had was um, it, it, you cannot support inclusion with one person or having one role. So what we did is we established a working group that, that took into account all the different perspectives of the organisation and also took into account all different perspe perspectives from different identities. Um, and so I guess the biggest learning for us was that it really takes a team and a, and a top-down approach to, to obtain Rainbow Tip um, and a real commitment and, I guess, allocating resources and, and everything that it needs to make sure that it is really meaningful and that it's embedded across the organisation and isn't just a, a tick-the-box. Mm. Yeah, oh, look, absolutely. So, I mean, I can, I mean, acknowledging my privilege as someone who is neither Aboriginal nor Torres Strait Islander and only coming from the rainbow point of view, we see so much box ticking where people either add letters or <clears throat> they'll say, oh, we've got one buy program tucked in a corner um, or something, but, um, yeah. you know, they, they, you know where, um, where's the buy um, sort of involvement across what I call the length, depth and breadth of the organisation. And I think that's Absolutely. you know a significant shortcoming. Um, I might might lead to a question there if, if it's okay to ask this one, but I'll go with my gut. When people want to do Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inclusion, um, what has been your and you can answer this from a personal perspective if you want of 
where people might get it wrong. They think perhaps they're on track and perhaps not. Is there something specific in that light for Aboriginal yeah. and Torres Strait Islander inclusion there where you see, just see the same thing and perhaps get a, do a, get a bit head desky, so to speak? Yeah, so I guess uh, with, with any sort of um, inclusion initiative, it's really about giving the agency back to the group that you're supporting. So it, my advice to any non-Indigenous organisation who wants to improve their, their services to be more culturally safe is engage the voices of First Nations people, listen to them, let them be a part of guiding the process because for too long Aboriginal voices haven't been heard. Um, and so now what what allyship as an organisation and what allyship is as individuals is really allowing that space for the community to speak for themselves and, and raising that platform if we need to as allies so that the community can speak for themselves. Yeah, it's an interesting thing when we are dealing with diversity that you've got to be able to move seamlessly from being the, the speaker slash leader to <clears throat> the listener slash ally in without you know in a very seamless way, and it's not an yeah. easy thing to do. Um, you know, that's what I was about to say. It's very it's very tricky, but I think you know if you make a commitment to it, then it, it's very achievable as well. Yeah, um, and and that I'm going to leave. There's one more question. A small, not quite going down the rabbit hole, but we'll say going down the rabbit hole with a safety rope on. What sort of things help make that commitment work better, I suppose, is the, is the really critical thing here. Um, you know, what sort of puts that commitment, to quote a favourite saying of mine from Thoreau, if you build castles in the air, your work need not be wasted. Put the foundations underneath. What puts the foundations under that commitment of um, learning how to switch um, seamlessly from being you know, leader to ally? Yeah, so I guess it, it, it's really around um, when when we make that commitment is it owning up to the resources that I guess that commitment needs. If, you, if you're going to make the commitment, it's one thing to say I'm committed to cultural safety of Aboriginal people, but then it's a different thing to go, I'm committed to cultural safety and these are the resources we're going to put into making sure that our services are culturally safe. So I guess... If, if you're going to make that commitment, you need to be prepared to to nourish the commitment and give it everything it needs so that it can turn into something meaningful and not slip into that tick-the-box category. Fair fair enough, yep. Well, let's then drill into what brought us, um, brought you on to the 3CR Airwaves today. I'm talking with Dan Powell from VACA about the Rainbow Yarning Workshops um, and that's sort of what brought us to this conversation today. Tell us about that one. Let's really get down to the, you know, um, the sort of, um, we'll say, grassroots of it all in relation to the, the yarning workshops. Yeah, so after we obtained Rainbow Ticket accreditation and we were really excited, um, we wanted to address that gap in community. So what we did is we applied for a government grant um, which we were successful in our application to be able to facilitate a series of three workshops for queer, uh, queer Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander MOP. Um, and so what the workshops aim to do is to strengthen our cultural and our queer identity and recognise the intersect in our identity and celebrate that. We want to provide people the opportunity to connect with other queer mobs so that you don't feel so alone in, in understanding who you are, both culturally and as an LGBTIQA plus person. Um, 
and, and we wanted to provide an opportunity for us to have really mean, meaningful and safe conversations around the issues that are affecting our community um, and, and what we can do to sort of address these issues. So we've got a range of guest speakers. In our last workshop, we heard from Tani uh, Onus-Brown, um, who spoke about burnout in terms of advocacy and mm -hmm. advocating for LGBTIQA plus cultural inclus inclusion. Um, and in our upcoming workshops, we'll be hearing from Ricky Spencer, who is an amazing advocate mm -hmm. for First Nations people, LGBTIQA plus people, and people living with a disability. Mm -hmm. We'll also hear from Matika Little, who is based in Sydney, and will speak about their the first experience they had around where they felt like they can their culture and queer identity connected uh, when they went on the First Nations float um, at Mardi Gras. And then we'll also hear from the Victorian Commissioner um, for LGBTIQA plus identities um, and communities, Todd Fernando, um, who will, will support MOB to understand what services are available to support them and what to do if those services aren't up to scratch and you feel uncomfortable or unsafe when accessing these services. Yep. Um, so, look, there's, you know, there's, that, um, I mean, you know, lots of great stuff in there um, over the three weeks now, oh, the three three days. Now, one has happened. That was last weekend. Um, but and yeah. um, But there's no obligation for people who are um, both... Um, parts of Aboriginal and Rainbow communities to attend all, um, all three. Um, was there? No, any... yeah. You're gonna yeah, it's a bit. Change as little or as many as you want. Yeah, big commitment, um, of course, in terms of time and probably more, and perhaps even more so. Um, we'll say emotional energy. It could be exhilarating, but it could also um, be challenging as well. Um, or you know, you know, uh, you know, sort of bring up bring up stuff that can happen when in these situations in a safe way. But um, having had the first one, I'll, I'll ask, are there any um, points that came out that you can offer, we'll say as teasers as to, you know, um, big good moments so far, learnings, you know, big, big things that stand out? Yeah, absolutely. So just sort of going on what you were saying, it is a very big emotional commitment and, Personally, the, the week before we had our first workshop, I had a very hard week um, and I was really struggling and I thought, can, you know, I'm about to step into a space where I need to be very vulnerable around and brave around a lot, a lot of people. How do I feel about this? Um, and what I found is as soon as I stepped into that workshop, I felt really safe being around Mop. And so I guess the what we've drawn away from the first workshop is that once you're in this space, you really can open up. Um, and, and, and we've seen that through participants who, who were brave enough to be vulnerable and share their stories and, and feel supported by people who really understood the complexities of this intersect in our identity. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very much. So it can um, bring up lots of emotions. So before we give the... Absolutely. And we do have wellbeing support available yeah. at the workshop. So, you know, um, we, we want you to feel safe enough to step into this space and be vulnerable, but you're not going to leave a workshop feeling unsafe or unsupported. You know, we're going to go through this journey together and then make sure everybody's safe and feeling really um, comfortable in themselves before leaving. Yeah, which does does lead to a question. I mean, 
you know, we've got two parts of identity being Rainbow and Aboriginal and, and or Torres Strait Islander at the centre of the intersection here. But of course, people are very multifaceted. So, you know, sort of safety for neurodivergence and inclusion regarding disabilities. Um, you know, I'm thinking of, um, you know, knowing Ricky Spencer a little, um, as I do, and how intersectional they are. So, I, you know, um, there's sort of inclusion arranged on that front as well. Absolutely. So we've ensured that all of our um, workshops are accessible. And what we, so as a neurodivergent person myself, I have ADHD, sitting down for a whole workshop is a challenge. So if you were to come to our workshops, it's a space where you can, if you need to stand up, walk around, take a break, if you need clarification, it's, we we want everyone who can be involved to be involved and we're willing to do whatever we need to to make sure that somebody's voice is heard. Excellent. Um, so before we um, say the sort of when, where, hows of how you can get involved in the last two workshops, um, just anything else more broadly you wanted to add about Vatcha, your role, or the Rainbow Yarning Workshops, Dan? Yeah, so I guess um, if there's a message more broadly, it's that we're heading in the right direction. We're we're all on the same team um, and and let's support each other, whether you're a mainstream organisation or an Aboriginal community-controlled organisation or an LGBTIQA plus organisation. Let's all lean on each other and and improve outcomes for for everyone, including queer mob. Absolutely. So for those who are part of the um, two intersections in question, um, the Rainbow Yarning Workshops, um, let let us know when and where they're on and how people can get involved in the last two next week and in three weekends' time. Absolutely. So the next Rainbow Yarning Workshop will happen on the 15th of October in at Collingwood Children's Farm, um, and it will run from 12 to 4. And then our final workshop will be on the 29th of October, and that will be hosted at the Victorian Pride Centre in St Kilda. Um, and so if you're interested in attending or have any questions, um, you can jump onto VACA's social. So we're VACA.org on Instagram or on Facebook, we're the Victorian Aboriginal Child Care Agency. Um, and you'll see links there to be able to register to attend one of our workshops. And we're really looking forward to, to having as many uh, queer mob as we can step into that space. Too awesome, Dan. Um, you know, I just think that, you know, I think that, um, slowly, I'll just, I can only come from the point of view of the rainbow communities. We are beginning to, um, slowly, we'll say flesh out, um, fill out the various, the intersections more completely. There's still, of course, distance to travel, but I do feel we're on the road. And I think this, this is a really, really important initiative, um, that will come, come out of it. And I just, um, the thing that from my point of view, as someone who is neither Aboriginal nor Torres Strait Islander, um, is I just hope we can stay in touch and, from my point of view, get the ally tips I need to support um, Rainbow Queer Mob um, more, we'll say, effectively or successfully. Um, because you know, we just I think that overwhelmingly there are lots of people in our communities who are just saying, "Oh, I didn't realise that. I need to know something." And so, hopefully, I'd love to stay in touch with you and Vaca on how we can continue to achieve that. Absolutely. I'm more, I'm more than happy to do that. And I think, Sally, what you've done today is is really elevate and give space for an Aboriginal queer voice to be heard. And that's 
that in essence is amazing allyship. So if um, any listeners take anything away from this uh, interview, aside from coming to our rainbow yarning workshops, it's it's uh, the way that you've you've been an amazing ally for me to be able to speak um, about my community. So I really appreciate that. Well, look, I, I thank you for saying that, but really, you know, the pleasure is really belongs to you and to those at the intersection of Rainbow and um, um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities. So, Dan, thank you so much for your time on 3CR today. I'll just get a track rolling and we'll um, have more of the of Out of the Pan, which is on 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Thanks so much. And... We've got technical hitches, just what we don't need um, on a show like this. Um, So we'll go to something else. I was born in the bush near old Alice Springs, as far as you get from the sea. My mother was a fighter. My daddy was too He never knew a bastard like me My brothers and sisters Are scattered like the wind From the desert and the hills to the sea Much too young, many died But I have survived So lucky a bastard like me So lucky a bastard like me Survived a hell of a ride Nobody knows A bastard like me I Call me a stray A dog every day Call me a mongrel Half-breed Now mongrels are strong So if you take me on Watch out for a bastard like me Watch out for a bastard like me I fight all the way I fight every day You can't stop a bastard like me I've taken my licks I've taken my kicks I am a man of degree I wear the scars I earn them so hard Every day in a lucky country Try and stop a bastard like me
About a voice in our own country, we've got a reason for screaming out, Where's our voice in this country? You know, not that I want to be a part of the constitution for that, you know. That's why 3CR is so important to, to me and this community here. We've got a voice, but it's not, you know, we're entitled to a bigger voice than what we've got, but it's all about having a voice. Subscribe to 3CR, fiercely independent and community controlled. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03-9419-8377. Throughout October, Vaka is hosting a series of rainbow yarning workshops for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities. The workshops will include guest speakers presenting on a range of topics for LGBTIQA communities and support services. To take part, visit the Victorian Aboriginal Child Care Agency's Facebook page to register. The Victorian Aboriginal Child Care Agency is a 3CR supporter. CR 855am 3CR digital 3cr.org.au 3CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. And there was the voice of Dan um, giving the community announcement for what we just discussed, the Rainbow Yarning Workshops. I'll also pop a flyer up um, with the podcast um, and on um, the links to it on social media. So make sure you um, check that out if you are um, part of the queer mob. Really, really important that we have these discussions. And it leads to a thought. I mean, there's been some debates in the last week over various public debates about, um, you know, sort of, uh, we'll just say who should hold which positions and what views are appropriate. And I mean, I just, maybe this sounds incredibly Pollyanna, but 
why would you have a view that puts a person down because they're from any particular group or puts that whole group down? And if you're in a position higher up of leadership and influence, then you take more responsibility. And I just, maybe that sounds incredibly simplistic. Maybe we overcomplicate things. You know, I try as hard as I can and Lord knows I am not perfect or Satan knows I'm not perfect and all non-binary options in between. I try as hard as I can to come from a place of kindness in what I do and what I am for and how I do it. That's my motto. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm sure I've got it wrong. I know I've got it wrong because, um, frankly, um, I'm a human being and I don't mind if people make mistakes and I'm, the only thing we can do is try to learn from them. When people won't learn and won't reflect, this is, I suppose, where we have problems. And, you know, sort of, um, you know, as I say, sure I've made mine, but, um, you know, um, we also need to try to come at things with compassion. And I say how we do it, because this is where we touched on, just touched on this in the conversation with Dan Powell, where people perhaps add letters to LGBTIQ, but... Um, then don't really do things fully inclusively or they won't look at the past or so one of the other things that can happen is things get covered up with um, what I call what is called toxic positivity the put on a happy face so for example I touched on this last week when uh, and this also leads to another question you know it's all very well to come at things from a place of kindness how then do you contact counter sorry unkindness well you've got to call you sometimes you know can try to call in um, as much as you can, but what happens if something doesn't change? You, well, you do have to call out in the end. Touched on this last week with the situationary Mardi Gras and the bi community and the fact that they're not being called in. So when people aren't being kind, how do you deal with them? Well, maybe you have to move away. I don't know. Philosophical thoughts on 3CR. Um, so, you know, um, there's um, just some thoughts to. Um, keep us rolling throughout the throughout the afternoon. Um, and as I say, this is where in the debates that have dominated media this week for the coming back to a queer focus, the situation where the CEO for a day, um, you know, sort of um, being um, being the um, situation of the Essendon CEO. I mean, he chose his faith belief over. Um, you know, his other beliefs and his beliefs were not compatible with the values of the Essendon Football Club. Now, yes, Essendon's HR and recruitment processes need a big overview. How the hell you could not have researched, that's a pun, isn't it? Um, could not have um, researched that properly in the first place. And, you know, the fact that he couldn't find a compromise, all he could have said was, I disagreed with those particular viewpoints, but no, he tried to defend them. Well, that's incompatible, and no matter how much you say, oh, they're not influencing his views at Essendon, they had the potential to. Um, we've seen that before um, in many other settings, um, not just on, on all sorts of diversity where, heaven forbid, vi women are victim-blamed for sexual assault. Well, they shouldn't go out walking at night. Well, women have a right to go out at night if they have to, um, and all that sort of thing. So um, those, those views can creep in to people's um, perspectives and I just think that um, you know let's just get back to being kindness let's stop debates about using individual freedom for the sake of it let's use it if it is so precious use it to do something good which leads to that other side of the coin of taking responsibility for your behaviors including your speech which is a behavior 
Um, so try as hard as you can in the words of this next um, track, which goes all the way back to 1996 by Annie Crummer. Try to be in a state of grace. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally.
we jailed black males in Australia nationally at a rate five times greater than apartheid South Africa jailed black males in 1993. The suicide and self-harm rates are the highest in the world and the life expectancy gap is the biggest in the first world. You know, Australians don't like hearing the truth about how bad things are, but the more we resolve from it, the longer this is going to continue. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour. Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio, and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What your name is, we got the hand. Lots of changes, we need more brothers. Hi, my name's Robbie Thorpe. I'm doing Black and Deadly on Fridays from 11 till 12 o'clock. Looking at all the best uh, Black and Deadly music, entertainers and performers around this country. Uh, join me then from 11 to 12 Fridays. Community Radio, 3CR, 855 on the AM dial. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot AU, and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Now Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We're into the second week of that for this um, well season, if we can call it that. And um, it's not really warming us up, and it's um, well. Not really sure. It's uh, there's more sunlight that's fading the curtains, and certainly even more so in other parts of this big island compared to others. Um, by goodness, um, rain bucketing down left, right, centre, non-binary, and diagonal. Um, only a few minutes left on the show before freedom of species come in, and they're going to be talking about the science around animals and veganism. Um, with um, the fabulous um, um, show that they put on that. Um, it's just part of the great um, tapestry of broadcasting at 3CR as part of the um, 3CR um, 40 Years book that um, um, was um, published, well, six years ago already now. Time flies and all that sort of thing. Um, I have to say that um, I um, um, you know, sort of hadn't really thought a lot about vegetarian veganism until I, you know, sort of, um, you know, freedom um, of species moved to um, um, one o'clock after um, many years ago. It was John and Carolyn with Curtain Up, um, a great show that that was. And, um, you know, it really got me thinking. You know, you just don't think about um, uh, these things. And, um, you know, you sort of start to think, well, can I do something more? Um, so it's... Um, you know, just um, you know, it is something just to to that three um, CR does, and um, I suppose the reason I, um, you know, the other thing that just comes to mind um, when we start thinking, you know, perhaps beyond our own immediate needs, um, 
you know, it just is about, um, I suppose, um, how we look beyond our own particular sense of self. And it's perhaps understandable that if you've had a situation where you've faced some degree of negativity over one attribute, you may have, I'm not a psychologist or a neuro, what is it, a neurologist, but you may have, you know, emotional blockage about something, another group, not that that excuses it. But when you're in a position of influence, you've got to do something about it. And I'm just going to be quite honest and open here, um, having had a very difficult situation, the anniversary of which was yesterday, where I faced what really was um, blatant discrimination described um, um, you know, sort of with an attempted disguise of, um, you know, sort of um, legal technicalities. Um, and it still hurts. And I think it do- doubly hurts when it's supposed to be in a place where you um, are in that situation of, um, you know, sort of it's supposed to be a place that values diversity and doesn't make the effort to improve and that sort of double standard type of thing, I think, can be incredibly hurtful. And it still hurts. I can't really talk a lot about it on air. I won't even say why I can't talk about it. Um, but it's just, it bewilders me that people um, can say things that are inconsistent. Um, I mean, 20 years ago, for example, we had the ridiculous idea that, um, you know, gays and lesbians were told, well, if you just got some conversion therapy, you'd be heterosexual because you don't exist. And yet, you know, there'd be so much of this gay and lesbian people saying to bisexuals, you don't exist because you haven't made up your mind. And you just sort of go, how can you do that? How can you be inconsistent? I, As I've said a few times on the show over recent months, I coined the phrase selectively woke. As I say, we all make mistakes, but how you can't um, look at yourself consistently and go, oh, is that really right? Just, as I say, it leaves my little pea brain um, sort of exploding to some extent. Anyway, um, just something to think about. So um, in light of um, some debates that are going on in our own community, in the rainbow community, where that's at the centre of the intersection and beyond. The other news of the week, very quickly, is a New York judge has... um, Um, made a ruling about a polyamorous situation, polyamory being multiple ethical relationships. And as far as I know, I think the Polyvic Discussion Group comes up next Tuesday. So that could be a place to discuss it. Trans Anxiety Group, um, Transpire, um, coming up on Wednesday. And don't forget to watch Queer Television on Friday night on 31 slash 44 as part of Queer Media. Trans Family for Loved Ones of Trans and Gender Diverse People. On next Saturday afternoon, transfamily.org.au, declaring my interest as a committee member. And um, so things coming up in the next week. Anyway, I'd better move out of here and make way for freedom of species. And as I say, they'll be talking um, the science around um, 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 animals and veganism. And um, also I've got to say hi to Freedom of Species and Out of the Blue, Out of the Blue covering the marine news prior to um, Out of the Pan, as they always do from 11.30 till noon every Sunday. And Adam will be um, hosting uh, Freedom of Species today. And yesterday was Happy Octopus Day. So I don't have Ringo Starr um, singing Octopus's Garden because um, into, um, to consistent with today's theme, take it out with Neil Murray and the track Eddie Marbo. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catcher.
next week. Oh,